0: Hi, I'm Abby Price, and welcome back to the Discovering the Science Behind Your Breath podcast, where you learn something new every time you listen about the crazy adventures of a respiratory therapist. If you are new to this podcast and don't know very much about the role or purpose of a respiratory therapist, here's a brief overview of what they do. A respiratory therapist treats patients that have trouble breathing because of lung diseases such as asthma. Not only does a respiratory therapist diagnose someone with a disease, but they also can administer medicine to help the patient with symptoms. To be a respiratory therapist, and to understand the job of one, you need to first know the general anatomy and physiology of the respiratory system. First, its job is to exchange gases. This exchange consists of obtaining oxygen from the atmosphere and getting rid of the carbon dioxide from the blood. Now into the anatomy. In order to more thoroughly understand the respiratory system, the respiratory tract is divided into two main parts, the upper and lower respiratory tract. The upper respiratory tract includes the nose, pharynx, and larynx, while the lower respiratory tract includes the trachea, bronchi, bronchioles, alveolar duct, and the alveoli. Another very important part of the respiratory system is the diaphragm, which contracts with every breath. Now that we have gone through that, Let's move on to the case. The case this week is about a 12-year-old girl who has been having breathing problems. We will call her Emma. She came to the doctor for her first visit and reported having coughing fits for six days in a row. Her records report five upper respiratory infections and associated coughing in the past 18 months. Emma's pulse OX was measured and recorded at 91%. This is concerning, seeing that the normal pulse OX for her would be 98%. Since she has a low pulse OX, this means that she does not have a sufficient amount of oxygen in her lungs, which could be dangerous. Since it was determined at her first appointment that she had a high probability of asthma, at her second appointment, Emma was prescribed with an inhaler and instructed to use it when she felt it was hard to breathe. And by her third appointment, she reported an easier time breathing when she used the inhaler. Now you might be a bit confused. How does an asthmatic lung differ from a non-asthmatic lung? Well, in a non-asthmatic lung, the airways are open and there is a normal amount of mucus along the inside of the airway. But even on a normal day, asthmatic lung airways are more full of mucus and the airways are smaller. This makes it harder to breathe an appropriate amount of air. During an asthma attack, the airways close even more and the muscle becomes very tight instead of relaxed. This is very dangerous because the closed airways can prohibit proper breathing and a lack of oxygen can turn deadly. There are a few different types of treatment methods for people with asthma. The two that the patient Emma was prescribed with were acolate and albuterol. The accolate will be taken twice a day after meals by mouth. This medication works by blocking the activity of natural substances that may cause or worsen asthma and is used long term to prohibit an asthma attack from happening. Albuterol, on the other hand, is a rescue medication used during an asthma attack. It works by relaxing the muscles around the airways so that they open up and you can breathe more easily. So, Emma, our patient, was given these medications in an effort to make breathing easier for her and to be healthy. I am Abby Price, and this is the podcast, Discovering the Science Behind Your Breath. Thanks for listening.